everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Boundary Rope with me, Neeraj Maniwani. In this episode, I will be analyzing New Zealand's chances of winning the World Test Championship. So finally, after the break for the IPL and then its eventual postponement, we're back with the purest form of cricket, Test cricket, the format that I love the most. So all the focus will be on the action in England because in less than two weeks, the inaugural World Test Championship final will be played between India and New Zealand in Southampton. So the Indian team, after completing a quarantine in Mumbai, has landed in Southampton and will be gearing up to lift their first ICC trophy since the 2013 Champions Trophy. New Zealand, meanwhile, who reached the previous uh, World Cup final in 2019 here in England uh, and ended up losing in heartbreaking fashion in the Super Over, will want to take that one step further and lift just a second ICC trophy uh, with the first one coming way back in 2000 uh, when the Champions Trophy was still referred to as the ICC Knockout Trophy. Alright, so let's head into today's subject of discussion. And it indeed is the New Zealand cricket team. Uh, the New Zealand team is already in uh, England and they're playing uh, England in a couple of test matches before the World Test Championship final itself. So this will be a wonderful preparation for them uh, before they face off India in a one-off game that decides who will lift the World Test Championship trophy uh, for which they fought so very hard over the last couple of years. So let's go all the way down to the start and analyse how good this New Zealand team really is. So many friends of mine tell me that New Zealand does not deserve a spot in this World Test Championship final purely because they did not face the tougher opposition away from home. Uh, they travelled to Australia, were beaten 3-0. But the other tour for them was Sri Lanka where they ended up drawing the series one all. Uh, their home series against India, they won. They beat India comprehensively. They beat West Indies, they beat Pakistan without uh, losing a single game. But they did not have to travel to countries like South Africa, England, India, Pakistan. Uh, and... Uh, in fact, they didn't even have to face England and South Africa in this uh, World Test Championship. So, it was. It seems like it was easier for them to actually reach that final. And indeed, they were the first team to reach the final. India, Australia and England were the three teams fighting it out for the final spot. But that really is taking away the credit from uh, all the good work that they have done. Because this South African team uh, that they did not have to face is not the greatest in the world right now. It does not have the star uh, cast that it did have a while back. When England did travel to New Zealand, they did beat uh, England. Um, they did beat Pakistan as well in the UAE. So considering all this, there is no definitive reason to say that New Zealand would not have performed well uh, if they had travelled to all these countries as well. And personally, I feel uh, after India, New Zealand has the most complete test playing team. Because you look at teams like Australia, England and South Africa, they're struggling to have a fixed batting lineup all the way down till number 7. You look at Australia, they've had to try out so many openers uh, since the time Chris Rogers uh, retired. They don't have a solid number 5 and a number 6 and their wicketkeeper does not really contribute so much with the bat. Uh, the way you kind of expect uh, wicketkeeper batsmen to uh, in the current age. Go away to England. England does not have a solid opening pair. Does not have a good number three. Joe Root uh, is often in inside the first ten overs despite batting at number four. 
Number five and six are yes, uh, Ben Stokes and Josh Butler at the moment. But it's a very weak batting lineup which re- which revolves so much around Ben Stokes, uh, Josh Butler, and uh, Joe Root, of course. South Africa, uh, after the retirements of the likes of Amla, Duplessis, De Villiers, have not at all had a solid batting lineup as well. On the other side, look at New Zealand. Yes, they have also struggled with a second opener, a person who can support. Tom Latham, but then Kane Williamson at number three, Ross Taylor at number four. You have uh, Henry Nichols who's been extremely underrated and has performed so well for New Zealand at number five. You have probably the best wicketkeeper batsman, uh, arguably because there are Rishabh Pan, there is De- Quinton Decock as well. But in terms of the wicketkeeping skills, BJ Watling at number six. You have a genuine all-rounder in Colin De Grandom at number seven. You have Mitchell Santner as your spinner, spinning all-rounder at number eight. And you have the likes of uh, Tim Southey also who can contribute to the bat. Tim Southey and Jameson and their number 10 and 11, the likes of Wagner and Bolt, often tend to contribute useful runs. This is very similar to the teams like England and uh, Australia as well. But the batting is settled, unlike England and uh, Australia. Now, moving on to the bowling. Look at the variety in this bowling attack. You have... Two world-class opening bowlers who have been around for so, so long in Tim Southey and Trent Bolt. Tim Southey is someone who gets the ball to swing away from the right-hander, while Trent Bolt, with the left-arm angle, gets the ball to swing into the right-hander and away from the left-hander. And both these guys are two of the best exponents of swing bowling uh, in the current day and age. Now, uh, on unresponsive wickets, there is no one that you would depend more uh, than Neil Wagner. If there's nothing in the pitch, here is a guy who can come, keep hitting batsmen with that short ball. And Wagner is a real workhorse who can keep bowling over after over, all through the day, despite injuries, despite... And we've seen remarkable spells from him on absolutely dead tracks on day five when New Zealand was getting nothing else from the other bowlers. And now we've also seen the remarkable rise of Kyle Jamieson, a tall bowler who again gets it to swing off the deck and also with that height uh, makes it very difficult for batsmen with uh, the bounce as well. And on good swinging conditions or even if it's not too responsive, you have Colin de Grandom to come in and roll his arm over and he's no mug with the ball. He keeps hitting the stumps, keeps it steady, makes it very difficult to score runs off and when there is a little bit of help, he swings the ball around and he is someone who is also capable of picking up wickets. So, he's a really good all-rounder who can chip in with a few overs. The only concern that I see is that spin bowling option, uh, which at the moment is Mitchell Santner. Mitchell Santner is a quality option in limited overs cricket. But come test matches, uh, I feel that New Zealand and indeed Kane Williamson uh, do not have that same confidence in Mitchell Santner. Uh, to keep giving him the ball. He's someone who keeps it steady, but he's not that wicket-taker. And uh, on day four, day five, uh, when the ball is spinning around or you want someone to pick up wickets, uh, you wouldn't see Kane Williamson throw the ball to Santner the way uh, the Australian captain would throw the ball to uh, Nathan Lyon or the uh, or Andrew Strauss would do it with uh, Graham Swan. So, uh, that's the only area of concern that I see at the moment. Uh, the second opener for New Zealand was also another area of concern, but Devon Conway 
who's been extremely extremely impressive since making his debut for um, New Zealand in the limited overs cricket has come in and scored a double hundred in his very first innings at lords it really can't get any better than that for a person making his debut so devon conway i believe has everything uh, needed to be around there uh, for the next 5 to 6 years he's been extremely good in the limited overs cricket uh, surely i think this is someone who can fill that spot for years to come and that batting lineup of new zealand is extremely solid and will pose a challenge to any team in any bowling conditions so in this current series against uh, england trent bolt has been given a breather and i'm sure when he's back in the team to play against india in the world test championship final he will slot back into the into the team for sure so who would be the one who would be missing out i think this is the most important question for new zealand heading into this world test championship final uh, like i said the top 5 the top 6 in fact is settled i'm sure they will play tim saudi uh, trent bolt and neil wagner Kyle Jamieson after the start that he's had in international cricket I don't think you can keep him out. So I think number 7 would be the point uh, in contention. Would they want to go in with uh, Colin De Grandom because he promises more with the bat. He's a hitter as well so you could use him in a specific manner or would they want Mitchell Santner because he is a spin bowling option at the end of the day. And apart from him uh, there's only Kane Williamson who can roll his arm over with his off spin. and uh, i'm not sure if uh, going into a world test championship final without a spinner is a good decision so i think they will go ahead and play their four fast bowlers and pick mitchell santner at number 7 hope that he does contribute with the bat as well uh, plays that amount of trust and confidence in him there is jamieson at number 8 tim saudi at number 9 who can contribute with the bat for sure and uh, wagner and trent bolt can give it a whack at number 10 and 11 this is a formidable team especially in conditions like england where the ball does swing and seam around so india will have uh, their work cut out and uh, facing this quartet of fast bowlers would be a very very challenging task for the indian batsmen i believe this is going to be a riveting test match and it's the perfect world test championship final being played in a neutral venue i don't think it can get any better than this for a cricket fan india could be in line for a rude shock and this new zealand team having played england in a couple of test matches will be all set and geared up to beat india in this final and lift their first major icc trophy so those were my thoughts on the new zealand test team and their chances of actually beating india in the world test championship final Like I said the game will start on 18th of June so just get ready for what should be a fantastic contest Thanks to everyone for listening in So as we head closer to the final I will also be doing a preview on the game itself So stay tuned for that thank you for listening in